Get into that conversation headspace I wanna talk about things like race And music and things and everyone else around. That's like a Pink Floyd album in here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This is a show? This is the show. I mean, did you see the tunnel? <laughs> At the beginning and the end. <laughs> so I don't know where we are. <laughs> Welcome to Conversations for Our Grandkids. That's how we'll start it. We'll just get right up in them guts. Right up in the guts like that snuff puppet show. And the gala work. Oh, right up. Just show me everything. <laughs> oh, man. Did you, you you guys just watched that snuff puppet video yeah. I sent you. Yeah. What did you guys think about that? Because that shit was fucking, I thought it was disturbing. I, I mean, uh, I, I feel like feminists would say that you find it disturbing because it's showing a woman's body doing what it's supposed to. But at the same time, like, I can find it good because it's teaching kids stuff. But at the same time, it might be teaching little kids a little too much. And, so, and in a very, very strange yeah. way. Yeah. Like, like okay, so was, like, so, falling off and rolling around. I was like, what the fuck? What was the point of that? Like, I can get the, I can get behind the whole lesson, like, artistic version of a childbirth to, like, get kids used to the idea. You there, know, were, to, there was milk squirting on people. Yeah. Like, like what? Like, I, what was I really on? wonder how what much the, the kids actually saw as opposed to the parents. Like, the kids' movies where they're really adult-oriented. The kids just mm. know absolutely nothing about well, it. Well, let That's me just say, question. for people who don't know, snuff puppets it's it's this weird puppet company that somebody's linked it to me but it's basically like they have these lives not even life size they're like these giant puppets (laughs) and they are saying weird shit you know like oh like they're moaning she's the woman's giving birth and then a human sized puppet comes out of the giant puppet vagina and starts playing with the kids and it looks like it's an all-day affair it looks like it goes from sun up to sun down you know just a party with yeah. the snuff puppets. We'll have to uh, we'll have to put the link, or maybe even embed the YouTube video uh, with the conversation. But that shit is well, oh my god. And let me say this to the feminists that that you were talking about, Jasmine. No, no, no. If they're showing a big ass giant lady giving birth, that's fine. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. But it it's like it's like a weird Nightmare Before Christmas kind of woman, where it, it, it's got this weird art style that that is she's it's creepy looking. I don't know. Everyone's beautiful. Everyone. No, everyone is not beautiful. I am sorry to say that. I, I yeah, yeah. You have to have ugly people in order for beautiful people to exist. Have you been seeing the? Be like the did, did you guys see the woman who was like voted the woman's ugliest person or the most ugly woman on the planet? Did you see this chick? No. I mean, she's pretty fucking ugly. But now you have all these people who are like, she's beautiful, and it's like, okay, well, maybe inside. But, like, what we're talking about is, like, her body. She's gross-looking. I'm sorry. Well, was it, like, like a dogfight of the world? A dogfight of the world? What are you talking about? Uh, A dogfight is kind of like uh, a party where you bring ugly people as your date, and the guy with the ugliest date wins the party. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real thing? That's really sad. God. That's no, it's a real so thing. sad. Holy shit. That is so depressing, man. That that really happens? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 
Wow. That sounds like a frat party thing to do. It, it is a frat thing to do, but I'm sure there's other That is the patriarchy. People who have yeah. done it, you know? yeah, That I'm actually sure. is the patriarchy. Like that is the that that is that is like an <laughs> yeah. argument you could make, clearly. Oh my god. A dog fight. Oh my god. I yeah, I don't know I don't know who it was that voted her the ugliest woman alive. Like if there was like a panel like the United Nations, like Uganda votes yeah. <laughs> Jessica well, Pines. Usually, like, whoever whoever wins doesn't they don't know what the party's about. They just think they're being asked out by this uh, you know, frat bro or like, you know, this mildly attractive person. And they think it's like a real date. And they show up. And all the other girls are ugly, and they're like, "Oh shit, what does this mean?" I don't. I still don't think so. I, I still think they go through with it. They're just like, "This is my oh, this is my one so chance. Bad. It's my one chance to breed into a higher class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it. finally gonna make it out of the uggos." Oh man, that's that's Hold really on. unfortunate. And, and I, I feel really quick. bad for the woman who is labeled the ugliest wo- woman in the world. Like that, like imagine getting that award. Like that's like the shittiest day of your life, right? Like somebody just rings your doorbell from Guinness, you know? I mean, do they call it that? Or I, I'm pretty sure because now she has like she's like all about anti-bullying. She's like on the anti-bullying campaign trail or something. I saw so basically, I saw her with a wrestling personality, and they were like, "We're partnered with her against our our bullying campaign," you know, which I think is ridiculous for a wrestling show to have an anti-bullying fucking message. Absolutely. Like, yeah. get the fuck I, out of here. Uh, yeah. I also think that there's a big difference between, like, bullying and harassment. Because, like, sometimes you need to get bullied. I Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone has yeah. been bullied in their life. And sometimes it's just, like, your family or, like, somebody saying a joke about some dumb shit you said. Or even, like, a little shoving or something I think is, is healthy. Because we're human beings. We we're, Our bodies are made to kind of be tossed around a little bit, you know, to be roughed up and spend some energy so like i think a little pushing and shoving is fine but when you have like four kids beating the fuck out of one kid like and he's unconscious now and they're kicking him that's that's crossing yeah. the line into something else that's or not like bullying. repeatedly that's, like, every assault. day yeah or repeatedly every day and like psychological torture i feel yeah. like any form but of I, I think violence is where it crosses a hustle line. is for me i think i think any form of violence i think like i mean like yeah like i feel like physical violence is a, is a measurable thing that you can go after and be like hey don't hit anybody else but like you can't really do anything about somebody calling you a fat piece of shit or something you know what i mean you just have to you just have to be okay with it or deal with it in your own way or or be like hey fuck you or whatever I, i'm not yeah. sure what i'm saying is i'm all for emotional bullying but don't give me any of this physical shit no, I, I just feel yeah, like... Yeah, like, if you have a, the kid who pisses himself every day, like, one of the other kids needs to say something, because yeah. coming from an adult means nothing, because his <clears throat> adult supervision people don't say anything, you know? Right, I mean, I used to teach first and second grade, and there was a kid who pissed himself every day, and I would talk to him, I'd be like, yo, you like, what's up, man? Like, you just pissed yourself twice today. Like, what's, what's going on? You're in second grade, dude. And he's like, I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, I just don't know. It just happens. And then he would, like, turn around. Like, it wasn't a big deal. I was like, hello, motherfucker. You pissed yourself twice today, dog. Twice. You're seven going on eight. What is the deal? Why, why is this happening? He's like, <laughs> because there was no kid in that classroom, like, being like, hey, man, you just pissed yourself. That's like, fucking gross. I don't want to sit by the kid that yeah. smells like pee. Exactly. And, like, that sounds horrible, but, like, that was how we were as kids. I pissed myself in the class, and the kids, like, were laughing at me. And I was like, oh, shit, this is the worst. And yeah. some other kid pissed himself. We all laughed at him. He th- he felt like it was the worst. I, yeah. I think that it's, it, it, uh, if you have the right 
stability at home and you you're healthy in other ways that type of uh like social pressure is healthy for people because you you need to understand how the system works because the outside of school the world is full of social pressures and what you should and shouldn't do so you have to learn it in class and there are a lot of so assholes and you have to get acclimated yeah. to dealing with assholes Data. you're going right. to deal yeah, with if them. a kid's being an asshole you're just like oh yeah. this kid's an asshole Wait. so of course he would do that asshole shit and sometimes that's going to happen as an adult too like did, did anybody like you or the teachers suggest that he wear pull-ups or something in class like did that ever come up with like a parent-teacher conference? No, because the parents were convinced that he had some kind of nervous thing or, like, that it was nervous and that he was he was going to, like, therapy for it. So, basically, their thing was, like, don't do anything about it. Just, like, clean it up and, like, just try to, like, make sure the kids uh, don't I bully like him. If, they and, were, like, if he was going to therapy for it, the therapist would have suggested, like, huh, maybe, maybe we should uh, throw something on there while we deal with this. To keep no, 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 no. The, 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 the therapist from... would be like, tell me, okay, so really, what happened with your mother? It's like a seven-year-old. You know, like, let's <laughs> let's explore this issue. Like, okay, he's nervous. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I went to therapy as a kid, and I felt like uh, – Therapy from the from when I from when I started going to therapy to when I like I was more unhappy afterwards than I was before. You know what I mean? Like I have hmm. problems like anybody does, huh. but then when when you go to therapy, I feel like it 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 sort of puts emphasis on the. I feel like sometimes it almost exacerbates the issue. Not not to say that yeah. it can't be helpful because I I got some benefits out of it too. You know, I went later in life and it worked out. But when I was a kid, I was like. Why the fuck am I here? <laughs> you know. How old were you? I was probably like four, four or five. I think I might have talked oh, about this damn. on the podcast before, but they um, uh, they had this book about like divorced parents, and yeah. did I did I tell you? I think I did tell you about this, but I I you know it was all about how like oh are you feeling upset about the divorce and like I didn't really give a shit and then I read this book and it was like the saddest book. I had like these it was like these mice people and they were like crying at the end. <laughs> being, yeah, I remember you telling yeah. me. Yeah. I feel like if a, a kid that young goes is going to therapy for something that has to do with the parents, the parents should also go because I feel like uh it might have exacerbated it in the sense that you were going through therapy to fix this issue, but once you got out of therapy, you were going back to the same issue cuz you weren't the issue. Yeah. Burn. Got her. Yeah. Gotcha, mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> that, that is a good point, though. That is a good point. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing. Like Ramdas says, it's kind of funny. He says uh, uh, people ask him all the time because he used to be a psychologist. Now he's a spiritual guy. Uh, they ask him, like, hey, Ramdas, like, is, is uh, therapy good for you? And he was like, well, if the Buddha is your therapist, you've got a good shot at becoming enlightened. But if you have a, a therapist or a psychologist as your therapist, then you're in trouble because someone who they're thinks just gonna, they're like a you therapist. Said, like, they're. They're gonna make your problem very, very real for you. Like they're gonna. It's like, oh, oh, you get a little nervous sometimes. Like that means you're a nervous person. You have anxiety, and it's like, oh shit, I have anxiety. Like I get nervous all the time. Like I do. Like and then you start getting nervous because you know you get nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just creates a cycle that feeds into itself sometimes. I yeah, think. I was thinking about I that. Mean, that's that's. A, I think that I have developed a negative habit like throughout my life where I just simply think way too much, way more than necessary. You know, like just totally like thoughts that are yeah. like, oh, don't think about the tongue in your mouth. And then you're thinking about not thinking about the tongue in your mouth. And then you're thinking about the cycle of not thinking about <laughs> thinking about the tongue in your mouth. You know, like, and I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah. fuck, 
I wish there was. I wish there had been somebody at that point in my time time to have known and been able to be like, stop doing that. You know what I mean? Like you're being crazy because I would explain these things to my parents, and they just they they didn't seem uh, capable of dealing with the issue. And I'm not blaming them either. I'm just saying that it didn't seem like anybody really knew what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? Like in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I, uh, I think a lot, or yeah, I overthink a lot because uh, growing up as a kid, I would try to think out any possible scenario that would lead me to get hit, so that I yeah. can avoid it at all costs. Like if I, if my cousin asked me to like, ah, oh, do you do you want to go to the movies? I'd be like, ah, oh. like hey, give me an hour. I gotta think this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what could happen. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing that I used to... I, I picked up a habit of overthinking uh, because I was a pathological liar because I had to constantly come up with lies of like why I wasn't coming home at the right time or why I had to go out so late or like, yeah. yes, I had a ride or whatever. And to keep all... the And I had to lie to my friends too because a lot of times like I would get asked out places and I wasn't allowed to go so I'd have to be like, oh, you know, I'm busy. Like yeah. I, got, I got a family thing or something. So I was constantly lying to people and I had to keep track of which lie I told to which person and who they know and who they might tell and that kind of shit. So I, I had this like constant web of lies in my head. And then at, at a, after I like graduated college around that period is when I stopped... Like, I was like, man, lying is, like, the fucking worst. Like, I hate this shit. I actually hate it. It takes so much energy. You might as well just be honest all the time. I, uh, you know, it's so much easier. I always hated the saying, the truth will set you free. Because as a kid, <laughs> when I would tell the truth to my parents, they wouldn't believe me. Like, I would get my ass beat. And if I, Jesus. like, just came up with a, a reasonable lie that was... Actually, it wasn't really reasonable because it was really far from the truth. <laughs> then things would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, well... That habit gets this, reinforced. Yeah, this isn't how the world is supposed to work, but it's, uh, it's how my nuclear world works. Yeah, it's how I have to make it work. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the point that I wanted to make initially was uh, this much lighter point. I was going to say the world's ugliest woman <laughs> right at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> the world's ugliest woman. I feel bad for her for the same reason I feel bad for people who get cast as, like, the fat guy. Like, I feel like that that interaction has to be the worst. Like, when they bring, hey, bring in Jim. Um, Hey, Jim, so in this uh, in this scene, you're going to be playing a fat fucking slob. So, you know, method act, you know, you're doing it already. So just uh, be yourself. Yes. Someone's going to come out from the booth and yell, hey, you fat fuck, get out of the way. And you just react as cool? if the cameras weren't there. <laughs> some people who look for those roles though like it would like mm. uh me and my uh, my friend and i in high school were like we're gonna get really fat and go on the biggest loser and lose all the weight fast because re- we have really great muscle memory well <laughs> it's not like it's not like possible uh, it would be it would be some work but it's it, i feel like somebody would be smart to like I, I don't give a fuck i'm gonna eat what i want 
and be an actor, a fat actor. Because, you know, I know there's, there's roles for that, and not everyone wants to be fat. Do the people win prizes at the end of that show? Do they win, like, a grand prize? They win money. And oh, they win stuff. I see. Yeah, they yeah. win stuff throughout it. So I was like, <laughs> plus, I don't know how plus, I'm getting rich. You get really, really popular. You can you can have, like, thousands of followers on Twitters and get paid to advertise things. Yeah, you I can think make everyone appearances. gets their own Twitter, Twitter ha- handle when they get on All there. right, guys, you want to yeah, get exactly. super fucking fat? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Just like two hundred episodes from now, we're just all fucking sitting around <laughs> in our fucking hover rounds, can't get up, crumbs yeah, two everywhere. Two of us have diabetes already. This is awesome. Yeah. I got three but events lined up this week. Uh, there's a subway it. grand opening. Um, I'm on an episode of My Five Hundred Pound Life, and, <laughs> and I don't know another fat thing. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. Man. Yo, so I, I read an article today. This is hilarious as shit to me. A, uh, in Guatemala, I think, they elected uh, their president who was... He, he used to be on a comedy show for like 14 years. <laughs> nice. 14 years. He doesn't have any government experience, but he, his, he made his, um, um, his platform just the absolute going after and getting rid of corruption in their government because it's like apparently really bad and the the citizens are like in an outrage for how bad it is so he promised like i'm gonna work with the un and everyone to like to investigate what's going on here because it's it's got to stop and he got like 68 percent of the votes wow yeah over the former first lady you know wife of the of the president who just left and she lost to this fucking comedian. I thought that was in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Oh, Argentina. Is it Argentina? Did you read it on the skim? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Then it's Argentina. Oh, Argentina. My bad. Not Guatemala. I read too much, too many articles today because I was, I was looking for a, a, a really bad news article, but, uh, yeah. uh, so I got the countries confused. All right, I found a website that gives you the bad news from all over the world. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it just posts links to the articles and like updates and shit. <laughs> but I did I did read an article that I thought was funny. Um there was a study that showed that vegetarian hot dogs actually had meat in them. Oh, uh, you sent that to me. Yeah. It said, well, it said that it had like I read the article and it said that it had human human DNA in it. Yeah, and, what, I, I thought it was so funny when I said, uh, it could have been dandruff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As if that makes it any better. Yeah, because it's not Human like, they're not, they're, you're not eating people. You're just, there's like something to do with how they're packaging it or when they're processing the meat. Some Well, we'll know if their hands start shaking. Yeah, and they get that mad cow disease and that's how the fucking zombie apocalypse starts or whatever. Am I right, guys? Uh, speaking of zombies... <laughs> there was a man and his friend were binge watching The Walking Dead and binge drinking. And uh he beat his friend to death for turning into a zombie. I'm not I don't mean to laugh. Okay. Like, <laughs> I hate those kids. Yeah. I fucking hate yeah, those kids. I'm, wait, this is a good segue because Seamus and I we, we're gonna start doing a game on the show where I try to find the worst article I can find and Seamus tries to find the most uplift uplifting good article that he can find and we're gonna find an, a name for the game eventually but so i was actually considering using that as the <laughs> the worst article because it's like dog that's a tv show like you yeah. beat your friend to death because you thought he was turning into a zombie he for did real. say that he his friend did try to bite him 
Yeah, so. I, I need to. I, I wish I had some details for that yeah. story. Cause like, what the fuck is going on there? I've been really, really drunk before, but I have never, in ever, in in any of these drunk moments, had the idea like, oh, zombies could be real. That could be yeah. a zombie. You could be turning into a zombie right now because I was watching a zombie <laughs> yeah. show. I'm gonna kill it's you. It's like the kids I that mean, smoke you do weed eat once and boy, like. But like, it's not that <laughs> scary. It's like the kids that smoke weed for the first time and, like, hide under the table from the cops or something or, like, you know, go, yeah, go on a yeah, fucking, yeah. like, like, oh, I'm, I must be tripping here. I'm going crazy. Like, are you going crazy? Are you going crazy? Are you just being a little bit dramatic? Dude, this, this shit must be laced, bro. Like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Just sit down and the, the thought will pass. You'll put on a TV show, you know. You'll just, you'll relax. Or just... Yeah. Just go to sleep. It's yeah. it'll, you know, My dog can't even take Tylenol without tripping. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's pretty nuts. Well, hey, did you actually want to do that game this week? Was that your article? Because I think we're going to call it trying to find a balance. Or maybe we're going to find a balance. <laughs> Who knows what it is, but we're going to figure walk it out. Walking the line. Walking the, walk the line. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Walking the line. That's not a bad... That's not a bad... Man, you heard the creative it. process like happen we'll on the mic. That's amazing. Walking the line. Damn. That's called improvisation. Hey, we're all yeah. trained actors here. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, did, is, trained fat actors. So... <laughs> Well, I do have an article if you're interested, a very happy article because yeah, I, I am representing the light, you know? They they do they call me 21st century Jesus. That's what they call me. Um, I can represent <laughs> revenge. Represent yeah. revenge? Oh, yeah, yeah, get a revenge yeah, story. So, That'd be a good Oh man, that's going to be awesome. I, yeah, I Jasmine to. has one, yeah. Okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. Right, go Here's the you. happy article of the week. We're going to see if we can find a balance uh, because I think this is a beautiful story, man. Uh, Here's the headline. After her wedding was canceled, a bride's family turned her reception into a feast for the homeless. And that is basically the article. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, No, but what happens is this woman, it actually is a pretty cool story. She's 27. She was supposed to get hitched to this guy, and at the last minute he was like, "Mm, I'm not feeling you anymore. And so they broke up. And she was like, fuck it, just give my food to the homeless. And that's basically what they did. But, I mean, wow. that's it's better than just yeah, throwing they, it out. They probably got, like, $50 plates each. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, better than throwing out. What a bizarre wow, that's amazing childhood memory, though, it, if you're one of those homeless kids. Like, do you remember when mom took us to, like, a fucking <laughs> wedding reception? <laughs> and that shit was so good. <laughs> That's awesome because at a time where like someone you're about to get married to and you break up with them, it's hard to make compassionate decisions. It's hard to make good decisions, smart decisions, you know? And she somehow found it in herself to be like, you know what? I'm going to do something nice right now like, and turn this fucking, at least, you know, do something with this bullshit. Yeah, her name was Mary Magdalene, you know? She just does good stuff. <laughs> she used to be a whore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dude, don't slut shame, man. That's that's a definite no no these days. Oh, you're right. You're right. We're uh we're this episode's brought to you by anti bullying campaigns all across the world. Just all of them, not just one specific one. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm actually I'm actually gonna say that this podcast is brought to you by bully them a little bit campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's where I'm putting my money. The lobbyists. What for a the weird campaign policies. I've got some literature you should read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like 0.1%, like, yeah, like bullying solution. You can shove them, but don't punch them. <laughs> oh, so I, uh, that's my article, but this... if you guys have one, let me know. 
Well, I have this. It, it's not really like oh, what an enlightening thing. But this, uh, it made me like raise my eyebrows because uh, I was reading this article where people are like, oh, this is so romantic. This couple waited until their wedding day after they dated for four years to share their first kiss. Oh, what? no. And nope. they nope. did it because, you know, they were saving themselves for God. But my thing is, uh, there's no way that says, like, God is against kissing. Like, fucking's <laughs> a different thing. But but I've never gone into confession and said, like, oh, dear Lord, my last confession was yada, yada, yada. Uh, and I kissed the boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, me. He'd be like, me too. <laughs> Getting the church out of there. Hey, atheists, what's up? <laughs> but my, the, the, uh, the thing said something like 100,000 people in America do that. No fucking way. Like, like, wait till marriage. But I'm thinking, like, wait till marriage. For a kiss? For, like, fucking. Not for kissing, though. Yeah. Yeah, because what if, like, they kiss on the altar and she, like, pulls away and is like, oh my god, that was horrible. There was yeah, a exactly. show and there's like a lot that of physical. Where they were gonna get married was and it? they hadn't kissed or anything, so they were waiting to get married. It was a reality show, and then they had the first kiss, and it was so, like, and everyone was just like, oh, gross. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't even say that would be like true love's kiss. No, that's like that's like a pent up lust kiss. Yeah, it would be funny if if like there was a follow up article that came out that both of them were cheating on each other. You know, they were kissing other people. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh man. So, do you have an article? So, you're supposed to represent a... revenge, Jasmine. Uh, me? Yeah, I have a revenge one. Yeah, give me a revenge um, one. So, there's this girl in... There's this girl in India, like, a small village in India, and 13-year-old girl who got raped. So, two days after her rape, she uh, kidnapped the raper's son decapitated him and burned his body oh my god holy shit wow yeah. i don't know that's what to rough. say to that that's that could go in adam's category of like one of the worst stories <laughs> like that's fucking crazy yeah. monsters all around i can give huh? you a good revenge story but i i can't man that's really crazy though like that's that's what you go to like holy shit you cut his fucking head off and burn his body burn his body well you know God. don't rape people i mean don't rape people for sure <laughs> don't rape people but man and when the, she kind of police interviewed her she was like i wanted revenge yeah but that's like a little much right that's fucked up i mean i don't know what, don't would, know. what would you you do if, like, you had a daughter and she got raped by someone. I mean, like, I would expect, like, a dick-cutting-off story, you know? C- c- go ahead. <laughs> cut the balls off. That makes sense, but... That's where you draw the line? I mean, yeah. I feel like he would, the guy would still find joy in life because he'd still be alive and so would his son. It's actually funny you mention that, Seamus, because in India, I think, they're, they're, it's either the law or they're trying to make it the law that if you're... The penalty for rape is you get your dick cut off oh, and there's like this one what? like prime minister or somebody high in the government who's really all about this uh this policy but they were saying like rape is a power thing it's not actually a sexual thing so they would still like sexually assault people you know they just wouldn't have a penis to rape them with 
because it's not about the sexual gratification. It's about the, the like, yeah. um, doing something to you, and you can't do anything about you it. You think which is a like, dickless uh, man would still be doing shit Ugh. like that? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, for sure. You don't think yeah, he would be, it's... like, a little bit heartbroken, you know, over the whole situation? I'm sure. I'm sh- I mean, maybe some of them would be like, oh, it's not the same anymore. But <laughs> he, just, the... he installs a fucking metal one and becomes a super villain, you know? He's got, like, he's got, like Dr. He Octopus dick. Yeah, or strap on. I feel like that, like a, a rapist would, if they got their dick cut off, would just get a strap on and be like, "Well, it, it's not exactly the same." But the, the the that's the thing. The sexual gratification is Ugh. like, from what I understand, just a small part of it. Most of it is the like, the I'm doing something to you that you can't do anything about. That's oh, it gives me the creeps to like, even think about it. Yeah, I know, but uh, like, what a what. You think I, I don't know. I think logistics the logistics of a man getting his dick cut off and then going back to sexually assaulting people, to me, I mean that's fucking dedication, first of all. That's that's fucking you're de- you're you're like you are like all about the craft. You really are. Like you're like you're like, this is what I'm born to do. This, all right. This is my talent. Okay. <laughs> Nothing's gonna stand in my way of being the best fucking serial rapist of he all just time. Makes his own, uh, like who is this last monster? Blown dick. <laughs> It's artisanal. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like I don't know. Like everyone in the community would be like, "There goes that dickless asshole again." You know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. it'd be. And maybe if they did it publicly, I feel like that's a ridiculous argument to be like, "Oh, uh, you know, what, what what is the argument they're making that that uh, the assaults would still continue because they're going to cut off the dick? Why are they cutting off the dick? Because as a punishment for rape, you rape somebody, you get your dick cut off. Well, I mean, it kind of makes. I mean, I can joke about that shit, but yeah, I really do true. think that shit is pretty barbaric, to be Ooh, honest with they you. They get their shit yeah, sewn closed. Oh my god, super glued shut too. I mean, I think like rape is pretty barbaric, but I also think like eye for an eye shit is the definition of like barbarism. <laughs> you know, where we, yeah. we 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 should have moved past that. Yeah, the society has a um, an obligation to like rise above barbarism, you know, because it's it's supposed to be the an- the other side of the coin to barbaric shit, you know, or like wild nature drives, like kill kill or be killed. Society's supposed to like halt that process yeah. essentially. I'd be like, cut you know? his dick off. We're all going. <laughs> <laughs> like in a fucking yeah. town hall, everyone's drinking Bud Light, just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> As they bring up the tiny guillotine, <laughs> dude. I I watched. Uh, you remember last episode or last conversation? Conversation you were talking about those uh, TED talks, the TED Talk podcast. Yeah, I had I found that too, and I w- had been listening to uh, a couple, and one of them was about, um, uh, like public killings or public beheadings, and how when France introduced the guillotine as their method of capital punishment, it actually upset people because it used to be this long, drawn-out process of, like, torture, and then finally, you know, the, the person died one way or another, and they came to watch it. And But the gu- guillotine just chopped the head off really quick, which that sounds like the opposite of what you would expect. You know what I mean? You would expect... You wouldn't expect... like, And that's a huge part of history, too, because even at the Colosseum and other places... Throughout history, humans have gathered to watch public killings. You yeah. know, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, maybe it has to do with the psychology thing behind it because people who, like, if you rip a bandaid off, mm-hmm. if you rip it off fast, you're more likely to remember it as hurting more. Whereas if you take it off slowly, like, it could hurt 
over a longer period of time, but you'll remember it as shorter and uh, less intense pain. They did hmm. a study with uh, men who got vasectomies. <laughs> and, uh... We're doing a lot of dick cutting this episode. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. The longer drawn out process was remembered as less painful than the fast one. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, so maybe with like killing, it's a the longer drawn out process. Maybe the person finds it less painful, but the crowd. I don't know. Well, they. I, I read like this book. Be... I read. I started reading this book called "The Better Angels of Our Nature." I brought it up like countless times at this point. But um, <laughs> they used to view pain differently back in the day. As far as like, for for example, he was talking about the crucifixion uh, and how like it, it's sort of like a crazy, violent thing to us now. That's sort of like, oh god, like that's bad, that's bad. But like at the time, people looked at the pain that he was going through as sort of a good thing because it was like. Oh man, he's helping us out, and he's learning about who he is. Basically, and they have some weird, like weird connections to like getting to know the self. I feel like where they talk about like pain as a way to sort of disconnect yourself from the, the you know, this realm essentially. You know, you know, like oh yeah, yeah. That- maybe your mirror neurons would be doing more. So maybe you learn better. You're a better person as opposed to just someone's head getting cocked up, cut off, you'd be like, ugh, for like a second. Yeah, but if you watch the, like, the long torture, it's yeah, like... Yeah, like, with each, like, whip, it'd be like, It's oh, like, oh, God, that's uh, horrible. Like, uh, oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. And you really, like, you really get in... Into it. Yeah, into, like, the horribleness of it. That's, it's interesting. You know, I like, I like to think about that kind of thing. Because I've been thinking a lot lately about... Pain. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, ancient, ancient human beings... And the ancient practices because of yoga and Graham Hancock and all that shit. And um, I think the it's interesting. I told you about this guy, Wim Hof, right, Seamus? Yeah. I texted you about him. He was on the, the Joe Rogan experience. But it's interesting. I remember watching a documentary about him before. So basically, long story short, he is what I would call like a modern day yogi. He controls his breathing and he, through his breathing, controls the rest of his body. So he can, he's broken world records for sitting in blocks of ice. You know, he can dive into cold water. He ran a half marathon in the desert, 122 degrees, without any food or water in his shorts and and, uh, no shirt. And I think maybe barefoot, maybe it's shoes. But no shirt, no water, no, 13 miles. He also hiked Kilimanjaro in two days with in shorts so he's got this weird control over his body where he can he can like just make amazing things happen and it's it's like for real easy so I remember watching a documentary when I was in like middle school or high school and they call him the ice man because he can like sit in cold ice water and keep his core temperature up and everything and I remember watching the documentary, and they portrayed him as this, like, freak of nature. That, like, oh, God, like, look look what this guy can do. This yeah. guy is amazing. He's a Sasquatch. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something, like. He's different. <laughs> Be afraid of him. No. Uh, but na- now that he, I watched him on, the, on Joe Rogan's podcast, he actually is teaching people how to do this systematically. So there's people who he took a group of people up Kilimanjaro in shorts and no shirt, which is it's like negative four degrees. You know, they had hiking shoes on and shit like that. And I think that he is the answer 
the the Western answer to like the ancient Eastern philosophies, at least the practices. The philosophies, I think, still the 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 older humans have a a a, a, a more interesting like kind of tapestry of philosophies but as far as the practices for the for the body he's got this amazing method man so i i've just been kind of delving into it recently but you have to check them out man because it's it's so interesting and the most interesting thing is that number one there's science to back him up he's done all these experiments he's been tested in however many ways and all of his theories turn out to be true and provable and all that kind of shit and he's like revolutionizing how people view the body because they, they he's doing things where doctors are literally will literally say to him like you're what you're trying to do is impossible it's literally impossible you can't sit in ice for an hour your core temperature will drop too far and he's like i can do it i swear to god i can do it and i'll be fine and he did it you know so i don't know it's interesting but i think um well how did i get on this ancient humans history you're talking about oh, beheadings jesus. and shit and jesus and pain, going through pain thinking about pain man yeah so i think um pain is one of those things that is it's kind of like a uh a pathway in your brain that has a purpose it's supposed to lead you somewhere yeah and the human system has been developing for you know however many hundreds of thousands millions of years and through that time where we've had rough lives most of the time where we've gone through a significant amount of pain so our bodies are set up to take a certain amount of pain. And yeah. I think we're not getting enough of the physical pain because part of the thing, when you hurt yourself and you're in pain for like three weeks, you have to mentally be able to still go to work and still do things and still function to survive. So it, it makes, it gives you a certain kind of mental toughness, I think. Sounds like you're talking about a period. <laughs> That's why all women are tough and all men are becoming bitches these days. I, uh, I feel like my dog should make some some modern day Vikings. Uh, he basically is. I mean, these I, mean I don't see them just running at you in their boxer the shorts like this. Oh no, the polar bears! <laughs> <laughs> he's way too. He's way too uh, nice for that shit. Yeah, I, mean, he, and the, I heard he actually drank a whole is... ocean. He's <laughs> 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 doing these incredible feats. <laughs> the interesting thing is too that is that he's he's. Uh, read and been into and tried all the practices of like the yogis and the Buddhists and all that shit too. And he's like, no, 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 I, I have the method down. Trust me. Like I've I've done their shit. I've heard about what they say, and they've turned it turned this into like some weird myth where all it is is just breathing the right way. Yeah. And here's how to do it. It's amazing. Wow, that's really crazy, amazing. man. Yeah, his ancestor's yeah. Hercules. <laughs> Direct descendant. Yeah. Direct descendant. Well, I got a Seamus's wrestling corner for you guys. Wait, wait. <laughs> We didn't do the horrible story. Oh, yeah. No, the horrible story was the guy who beat his friend to death. No, it wasn't. What was the other horrible story then? Oh, I thought you had one for yourself. No, I said I was going to use that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I got a Seamus' wrestling corner for you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, Seamus' wrestling corner. Um, I did it, man. I canceled my WWE network. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I John John Cena was on an interview and he said he was watching this video on YouTube and he really liked the liked it so far and then he heard his theme song come on and he was like fuck it's just another meme of me. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Can you guys stop. I thought you were gonna say for a second that he was like watching our video on YouTube and being like, <laughs> 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 oh John Cena. Hey, if you're listening, John Cena, 
Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> that's all I ask. That's really all I ask. You're just a regular listener. I'm not going to make it a weird thing. Okay? Plus, I just... I mean, you could shit. You could shout us out on TV, though. That'd also yeah, be cool. invite us over to You'd your like, house. To those motherfuckers <laughs> who said John Cena's a fag. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't listen to the don't listen to the older episodes, John. Uh, just stay stay here with us. <laughs> uh, conversation thirty six and four. Yeah, but I I canceled the network, man. I I watched there was a pay per view yesterday, and I watched bits and pieces of it, and I was like, you know what? I don't... Did Disney write this? I Did Disney fucking <laughs> write this? I don't need this shit anymore. I mean, I just... None of it is doing anything for me at this point. It's just really not. And I'm watching, like... Not to be not to be this asshole. Old Seamus would be so offended. But I'm watching, like, real sports now, you know? I'm watching, like, yeah, I'm watching, yeah. like football and MMA and shit. I'm like, this WWE shit can't compete because... The illusion is is isn't even there anymore. Where you can't even watch it and be like, "Oh, it's two guys like beating the shit out of each other." You can't even watch it for that. You have to watch it and just yeah. be like, "This is horrible. All of this sucks." <laughs> yeah, it's like a yeah. soap opera. It's, it's been along for fifty years with the same main actress. Because the the thing that the thing that I think the the problem with the WWE right now is that with with the rare exceptions, nothing ever happens that you wouldn't expect to happen. Like, there's never, like, when you watch sports, you'll see weird shit. Just, like, weird shit will happen on the sidelines. Like, somebody will make a weird face or some. I, I'm yeah. all about that real shit happening right now. Like, a pigeon landed yeah. on the field. Whoa. Or, like, somebody gets tackled in a weird way and their body flips in, in a weird way. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, Wait, that was crazy. Did you hear about that girl at a baseball game who was running around the field and smacked every player's butt? No way. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, and they went to her house her. and she they like, fucking cut her head off and burnt her body. <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of people were posting it and be like, oh, what would you guys do if this was a man who did it? Like, do you see anything wrong with this picture? Well, did she get arrested? I don't know. I don't. I don't ever read that far in. If it was a man, he'd probably get arrested for rape. Yeah, at a softball team, though. Like, <sighs> but it's like it's like. Why do we have to make everything so fucking weird? Why why can't it just be oh a girl did something goofy or somebody did something some goofy ass shit? Like back in the 90s or the 80s, I feel like that story everyone would be like, "Oh, she smacked their butts," ball. like, you know? Yeah. And then this one they're like, "Throw her in Guantanamo Bay." Like that's <laughs> <laughs> She needs to be drawn and quartered. Yeah, yeah. I I agree, man. And uh, I think it was Gavin McGinnis on again Joe Rogan's podcast, but he was saying how the the inability that we have because of political correctness to be jokingly racist openly, like in public, like uh, yeah, this black guy said to me, you know, as soon as you say something like that, people are like, oh, Joe, what are you about to say? Oh, you can't say that. I think he said that it it makes people afraid to even go there or to even like to to cross racial borders in any way, even to make a friend because you're so afraid of offending someone, yeah. you know? If you can't be open and, and loose about it. And I think the same goes for that shit, man. I think we need to be looser <laughs> about shit because we're, we're way too uptight about the most ridiculous shit that's harming okay, us. Okay, so I want to ask you guys a question because this is breaking news. We have a breaking news story on this show for the first time ever, but there's a video that just surfaced, like, I only saw it like an hour ago, but it's, it's surfacing today of this police officer dragging this girl out of her fucking chair. Jasmine sent it to yeah. me. Yeah, you should see the things people are commenting. So one comment is like, oh yeah, chops, 
Cops just go around tossing students. I'm not buying it. I, I wanted and to respond to that. Yeah, I was like, it. I was like, what? What do you mean? Do you think it's fake? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's on camera. And someone else was like, she won't do that again. And someone wow. else is like, yeah, seems like the video started right after something was said or done before he went to take her to custody. I got no love for cops, but they usually do their job. But my my thing is like, if you look at the comments for the video, there's like people from that area saying that he's been cited for this like tons of times like he mm-hmm. he does it all the goddamn time and i just shared the video because people were like uh like oh, sharon is oh my gosh this one's gonna blow and, like, up i think it, it is it, it's going to because it is a little crazy like no one really knows what actually happened and i'm sure in a week there'll be a news coverage story yada 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 but yeah, but if you watch I the just video, share videos to share them. Like I don't really give a fuck what you say. <laughs> There's no ambiguity to this shit. I mean, the guy, the girl doesn't hit him. He, she might have said I something. I mean, she, sure. she is resisting arrest, right? But that is way too much. She is by, yeah, by not I mean, getting she's up. Like, she's what, resisting. 14? But it, so he he throws her and the desk on the that's ground. That's crazy. And then picks her up and throws her across the room the that's other insane. way. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's it's like there's no she didn't hit anybody she didn't hit you there's no reason to use that yeah. much force I can understand you grabbing her and having to like kind of lift her up and being like no you have to come with me I can sort of understand that if she's really being um, potentially violent or something yeah. like that but, but you don't throw her out of the desk and then throw her across the room makes, I mean he threw no her sense. and the desk and then pulled her out of it but my my thing is. If you watch the video and watch the body language of everybody in the background, you'll uh, you'll notice that some of the ki- the kids who are closest to the thing just have their head down or like turned away, like "fuck, this is getting crazy." I want like no part of it. And the teacher in there is just turns around and looks at the floor. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's why do you think that is? Do you think that they? Uh... I think it, it's because. Uh, didn't want to address what the this, police was, what the police officer was doing, or for some. Yeah, because he could, he could have done it like multiple times, you know. Or has a behavior like this in the years he's worked at the school. He's the body slam king. He's he's always coming through. <laughs> Look out! That guy has it. That guy has a subscription to the WWE network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's yeah. way too excited about it. I'm not saying like anybody's innocent or anything like that. I just thought it was an interesting thing to see. It's not like one of those dumbass cute videos where, where they're like oh my god best boyfriend ever no 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 and i think that i think that that i think that that video is it's unfortunate that it falls in the same category as like these racially fueled you know videos and problems things. that have been popping up recently but but it's um, all because it's just another one where it's like oh it's a white cop doing something to a black person oh jesus christ okay. and but did but sorry, I, I think this one about, is. Um, uh, sorry, I, I just think that this is a good one because this 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 is this is so cut and dry. I feel like in my mind, where it's simply a police yeah. brutality thing, where it's like, okay, good, good. Let's focus on that. I hope it doesn't de- like devolve into you know, he's a racist man, and it's like, yeah, okay. I like the yeah. fact that it was a cop and not uh, the teacher. You know, yeah, because the, the the impetus is going to still be on the cops, which it needs to be. Sorry, Jasmine, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. The uh, did you hear that? Uh, the head of the NYPD, the head of the union, the NYPD union, is uh, boycotting Quentin Tarantino because Quentin Tarantino <laughs> was uh, 
was at a rally to stop police violence, police brutality. He wasn't he wasn't uh, protesting the police. He was protesting some police behavior. Well, yeah, specifically, he called the uh, NYP or he called policemen murderers because of you know the murders that have been going on with the yeah. police. But he was like, look. I have to call a murderer a murder, and I have to call a policeman a policeman. Yeah. You know? And if the policeman is a murderer, if they committed a murder, they're a murderer. You know, and I'm gonna call them that. And the NYPD fucking union guy is like, oh, we got a boycott Quentin Tarantino yeah, movies. Yeah, because his movies are so violent and violent, and like he pointed out Kill Bill and uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, Django and Chained, and like so, yeah, Pulp Fiction, and. He was saying that those violent, those movies are so violent, so he can't protest brutality and violence because he displays violence in the things he makes. But, okay, but, Tar- okay. <laughs> All right, but Tarantino said that violence in movies doesn't produce violence out of it. It's not like yeah, because soul fat, you know. He didn't. He didn't have a movie about cops murdering black kids, but it's yeah. still happening all the time. So clearly, like you know, what, what is the cops' point? Like, okay, he makes movies with violence in them, but that doesn't mean he he. Can, it, I think it shows that he understands violence more than somebody else. And, and he's, the artistic, he, artistic, uh, setting up of violence. Yeah, and what certain types of killings mean for the characters, right? So in this situation, the characters are innocent people, or quasi-innocent people or whatever and they're getting killed unlawfully by policemen which if you kill someone unlawfully it's called murder you know he i think he can because he makes violent movies he's more able to make that distinction yeah and i feel like i mean the violence in tarantino's films is always really really uncomfortable as opposed to other you know generic action movie violence where it's sort of cartoony and over the top quentin tarantino will have somebody bleed out for like 20 minutes and you'll be like oh my and be god like screaming and crying yeah or like someone overdosed and their face is turning blue it's really and grotesque, i never thought of that i know? always thought that he was kind of getting off on that but now that i think about it it could just be a artistic decision to be like well yeah i mean violence is uncomfortable it's a terrible fucking you know it's awful yeah, yeah and i'm gonna make my movie reflect that in a real yeah. way it's gonna really look like this person's dying you know it's i'm not gonna fucking fake it because what's the point of that that's kind of bullshit. As a kid, maybe it's fine where, you know, you kind of gloss over the, the gritty details. But as an adult, you know, don't don't fucking sugarcoat something Yeah, you don't me. go to watch a horror movie and expect to to see a comedy, you know? Unless you're, you're an acid, then you might laugh the whole movie. <laughs> but generally. Generally speaking, you want to be scared and it to be creepy and grotesque when you want to, when you see that type of movie. yeah. So, you uh, you don't expect Kevin Hart in there to go say some not so good joke, you know? <laughs> hey, I like Kevin Hart. <laughs> I, I'm not knocking Kevin Hart. Like I think it's funny too, but you know you can't make a part two of that cop movie. It just looks horrible. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's a horrible idea. Is that the one with I didn't Ice Cube? The first or one. Not Ice Cube. Ride yeah. Along. Yeah. Oh. yeah, Ride Along too. Oh Isn't boy. It? The preview looks so bad. Like you can get away with a first movie, but there's some stuff that. That should be capped. There. No, Kevin yes. Hart is going to make another one, and it's going to fucking sell bananas, cakes, or whatever the fuck it sold last time. Because he is a good, he's a box office draw now. You know, he's a big oh, name, yeah. Yeah. and he could just keep putting out bullshit, and people will still come to see it because they love Kevin Hart. And I, you know, I don't, I yeah. can't really blame him. Can't really blame him. Yeah, I neither mean, can I, man. He's I mean, would they love right Kevin now. Hart if he is white or Indian? Would they love him the same? Uh, mm. That's very, very. 
That's tricky. I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I would like to look at the statistics of like who actually is a diehard Kevin Hart fan. Well, I'm, hmm, I'm sure it's mostly black people. I mean, he 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 plays to that community for sure. No, but, I wouldn't say but mostly. He's pretty, but he's he's like almost he's. It's gonna sound so fucked up, but he's like also more. It's not just that. You know what I mean? He has yeah. he has fans all over the place. Everybody loves Kevin Hart. Yeah, I think I don't think he's he's got a mostly black crowd because I think everybody loves Kevin Hart and there are just simply more white people and other race racial people than black people. So I don't think that I think there's probably a disproportion disproportionate amount of black people who make up his demographic of audience compared to the United States population, but I don't I don't think they make up most of them cuz he's just so big now. You can't be as big as he is and and be just a black uh actor or a black comedian, you know. Yeah. You have to be something more. I mean, why doesn't he ever pan to other audiences though? What do you mean, pan? Like movie-wise. Oh, he does. He had that movie with Will Ferrell. He's coming out. Didn't he have a movie with Will Ferrell or no? No. I think Maybe so. not. That that was also about like teaching Will Ferrell how to be black. Mm. Oh well, because he is black. Well, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he's in a lot of the he, he's in a lot of those movies and stuff. You do the, get the traditionally you do get stuck black as movies, a, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's a good. He's point. also the main role in the new Star Wars film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's what Viola Davis was was uh, saying when she got that. Uh, what, what award was it? Fucking Emmy or whatever. She won whatever some acting fuck. award. Moved to yeah. A really good one. Um, but she was saying that the roles aren't there for for black actors, and that's why they get stuck in. You know, or the maybe, black role. I think that's maybe true. when we give them yeah, a movie so for themselves, when like... We give, when we give them <laughs> a movie for themselves. Okay, continue. Uh, that, that's why they never survive in horror movies. There wasn't... Listen, listen. There was an all-black casted horror movie. And that and it was five minutes long. Zero stars. <laughs> They still, you, like, they still go the by the old. They still go by the old stereotypes where the, all the black characters die first. So it's literally just like a. It's just like a three minute clip on YouTube. <laughs> Everyone dies at the same time. Just a piano. Yeah, on other terms, Viola Davis is a great actor. Like, yeah. I, I would say I don't. I don't find a lot of great actors, no matter like what what color they are. Yeah. You know, but. Most most of the time, there's there's a lot of stuff. What were we watching the other day? We went and saw The Witch Hunter, and I there was oh. only one person in that movie, the redhead who <laughs> v- Viola I think Davis. deserved the she part. She sitting there. <laughs> deserved the part in the movie. Like everyone else, they were good named actors, you know. Big name actors. Big named actors, but they were horrible actors in the movie. Yeah, well that yeah, movie didn't Vin, look very Vin Diesel. good. Vin yeah, Diesel, horrible. the guy who plays, uh, he, sucks. he sucks. In Batman, the guy who plays in the Batman. Butler. Oh yeah, Jeeves, fucking whatever that. Oh no way, Albert, he's, in, he's really good. Oh he sucks. Yeah, it was usually, horrible. Usually he's really good. Wasn't Elijah uh, Wood in there? Elijah, no. Is that who that guy is? Elijah Wood, maybe. Maybe some yeah, Elijah yeah, Wood, yeah, some Hobbit-looking so. guy. I think it was Elijah Wood. I think <laughs> he <Elijah> was. <laughs> he was in there, and he was a horrible action actor. Mm. He wasn't even. In that many scenes, I feel like. What was his character even? I he, was, he was in it. He was supposed to be like the sidekick for the society that Vin Diesel. That oh, that's Mr. right. Vin that Diesel. was Elijah yeah. Wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it turned out he was a. Oh, I'm gonna spoil it. He was a wizard or whatever. He was a witch, and uh, he had no powers, so he got killed anyways. Wow! How how embarrassing. Spoiler. 
Yeah. What a letdown. It was a bad movie, man. So I don't even care that we spoiled it because the point is the plot or the acting because you're going to be disappointed if you go to see it for that. But the the, the CG is cool. The witch is really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's bombing in the box office, though. Yeah, it's doing horrible. Like, it wasn't... It's not I, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to figure out how to word it. Like, it wasn't fantastic, but, like, I like mystery sci-fi you know fantasy movies but this i was like oh god like the acting is horrible mm. give me something well i want to get back to kevin hart just for a second just to clarify with you guys because i'm curious what you think do you think that kevin hart's popularity um how much of it do you think has to do with the that after that one special came out and everybody started using his like reactions as like oh yeah. when your mom comes home and you didn't put the chicken in the oven and he's like, yeah, help yeah, yeah, yeah. me. He's like, all the clips from the Kevin Hart thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my brother uh, did that when I, I posted the picture of that gator that I saw in the in the sewer. Uh, he yeah. did like one of those faces that was like, are you serious? Like that it's kind a, of shit. It's a, it's are you serious, Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like since memes and like social media and all that shit came out, people who wouldn't have been as popular are popular because their shit is just getting shared around because there's just Snapchat snapshots of really horrible facial expressions or you know drake style dan- dance moves yeah how how fucking much of a popularity bump oh, did drake jesus. get because can we stop with that nah, fucking nah, nah, yeah there's still I some people who are diehard drake fans and Somehow. i'm like yeah like sometimes his beats are all right but nothing he's saying is i, yeah, I was thinking really saying i was thinking like how how did this how did this arise? Was this supernatural? <laughs> supernatural? No. Was this, <laughs> was this like a natural process of somebody thinking the video was ridiculous and then just turned into this fucking meme? Because I feel like at this point you could definitely be someone's media person and be like, we're gonna make a meme out of it. We're gonna fucking you're gonna be it's gonna be huge, man. Maybe they won't like so the song, but everybody s- will be talking about it. I'm kid- Are you saying Drake's people told him, like, do something ridiculous and you'll become a meme? I think. Well, the director of the video is supposedly a really, really good director. Yeah, he's actually he's changed hmm. his name to the Meme King. He's the Meme King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite one has to be the Wii Tennis. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I laughed at the first time I saw one of those things. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. But then... But some of them are a little ridiculous. I feel like I like know that whole song just based on those, like, 10-second like clips on Facebook. A lot of people are trying to make a business, essentially, by getting thousands of Twitter followers or, uh, you know, sorry, other people, or just trying to get as many people as they can yeah. to follow their shit. So they're keeping their eye out for memes and things that people click and share and retweet, and they're just, bam, retweeting, bam. The like, meme sleuth. That's own. what it says on his, like, job like profile or whatever. I'm a meme sleuth. I find the best memes before they go viral. <laughs> I've I've thought about making memes before, but just based off like ridiculous shit I see on TV or like in really 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 old movies. Yeah, yeah, like when men used to slap women in the movies. <laughs> You'd never see that today. If you made gifts out of that, people would share that and be like, "This is what America. This is the legacy of the patriarchy in America." Yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna make a gif of like a bunch of Native American characters getting shot by cowboys too. Just, oh <laughs> just to add them on top. <laughs> we'll get them. We we'll we'll take this we patriarchy should, down. One of the captions really should be running up on the other squad. <laughs> running up on the other squad. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah. We should really do that. We should find old movies that have. 
really, really insanely outdated um, uh, social like faux pas. Yeah, and then and, and just make gifts or like a short video. And then we could yeah. get the actual original uh, copies of the films, and we could just burn them because <laughs> because you know they just don't meet up to our standards of uh, political correctness these days. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I love that kind of shit. I love the the anything profane. When I was in second grade, we wrote a song that had 200, <laughs> 206 curse words in it, just for the, the, the fuck of it, you know, just to try and That had to be, be the name of the song, right? Possible. Just for the fuck of it? Just for the fuck of it. <laughs> <laughs> fucks, fuck with me, fucky, fuck. Or just like, for I, the I fucking fuck of it. Just for the fucking fuck of it. Yeah. No, wait for that. But That's going to drop on the next mixtape coming out soon. If you can learn how to offend somebody, you essentially learn what they believe in what they strongly yeah. believe in you know if you and you know how to how to leverage it you like know what I'm god saying? hates kissing oh my god, god. i used to kissing. really argue with kids back when i was like a like a aggressive atheist in grade school i used to really argue with these religious kids i remember one time this girl was trying to tell me about the end of days and how like angels and demons were going to come down and there's going to be a huge battle and i was like okay wait you okay so when you say angels and demons <laughs> What are, what is what are those exactly? Hey, I, I just want to be clear because I mean, yeah. let's be honest. None of us here has ever seen an angel, and no one I've ever heard in my life has ever seen an angel or a demon. So when you say angels and demons are coming, what exactly do you mean? Because that sounds like bullshit. I I don't really remember any kids in school growing up who weren't affiliated with some belief system. Hmm. hmm. I don't think me neither because. Most people are, first of all, in America at least. And I went to a Quaker school for a while, so most of the people were either Quaker or Christian. Well, the millennials and, are the least religious generation. That was from a study that I read somewhere. You know what? I call bullshit on that. I think we are the most religious in a sense, but we don't have we we just don't uh, subscribe to the older religions, the the you know yeah. the Catholic, Christian, yeah. even Buddhist. I was gonna say anything I think like it's that. Just because they're classifying them as those religions, right? Are as those uh, brackets, whereas religion isn't just subscribed to a church-based thing, yeah. right? I think religion is a like I was commenting on uh, Danielle. Shout out to Danielle on conversation thirty-four. I was talking about how I was ta- she was saying something about uh, like religion is the like the quote the uh, opium for the masses or whatever and I was like all right so here's my my issue with the word religion is that you know, usually in America or the west when people say like are you religious or do you have religion they're saying like are you christian do you believe in a god that has a beard and is up in the clouds or something like that and I used to think religion was that but then I, once I started learning about the Eastern religions, it kind of opened my perspective a little bit. And then once I started like really getting into them, it really kind of broke open my view of what a religion could be. So I really think at this point, the, the, the term religion and being religious and religions in general aren't the problem. Uh, it's the people that are running these religions and have been running these religions for so long that are the problem. And we can really uh, stand to benefit by... Uh, using the word religion differently, I think, in terms of just, like, the your beliefs. Because everybody believes things. Even if you believe in science, you know, and the scientific theory, you can believe in the Big Bang, and there are certain details that science hasn't figured believe out. Believe in the that... shield. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think Dana. it's the 
people who are running the systems or how the systems are run because most of these systems are run in all right we're gonna use this book and uh you're gonna listen to whatever the fuck i say i think that's at, right at this point it's both it's the system is fucked up and the the people running the system are fucked up because how could you know there's a rare case when there's a not fucked up person running a church or like a whole series of churches in, in some kind of way. I don't mean like totally fucked up, but they often they often are in my experience. And you know the whole Catholic child rape thing that also did happen. So I'm not just speaking out of my neck here, but um, I think it's most religions, whether it's uh, Buddhism, who uh, the Buddha started, Christianity, which Jesus started, they started as ways to kind of live out the things that the originators were talking about. There were these amazing Did people. Did Jesus really start Christianity? Because I isn't it based off of an even older religion? No, that's a, actually a really good question and I think a really good point. Uh, Jesus didn't start any religion. He didn't start uh, Christianity. Jesus just was, he grew up a Jew, first of all. What? So, yes. <laughs> Jesus yeah, was a Jew. Where's his hidden bank account? Oh shit! Oh, the Jesus shit. Ball. <laughs> I, I I saw something on Facebook the other day where there were some people um, excavating in Germany because they're supposed to be uh, some num some bank account number that's the Nazis. Oh sweet! And no one's had access to it for whatever, 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 yada yada. But anyways, Jesus. I was going to say, uh, Jesus didn't start Christianity. He didn't start any religion. He was just a dope-ass motherfucker who was walking around just doing amazing shit. <laughs> in his Jesus sandals. <laughs> in, his, in his Jesus sandals. And he was just helping people, healing people, making everything all right, and showing people that there was, there was more to life than what they, what they thought. Hey, man, man you guys want to kick the sack around? It, it was the people after him who were following him. Fucking Jesus. His apostles and, and his disciples and the people that they were speaking to and all those other people who started the organized form of Christianity. But Jesus didn't start... He, he didn't start any... He didn't structure any of that shit. He, he barely even tells you what to believe or anything like that. He speaks in parables. People ask him questions about these really, like... What, what about this, Jesus? Like, what if it's the Sabbath and someone falls? Like, is it considered work to help them? Like, they're, like, trying to trick him. And, and he's just like, just Look, like, do whatever the fuck you want. It's sort of, sort of. He, he gives them advice, but it's always in the form of a parable. So he never says, like, oh, well, you know, you should always help them. He'll say something like, look, it's like this. What would you do in this kind of situation? You know, what would you have? Listen to it a, a, a slightly different way. And, and now think about it, I, you know? Uh, I, I... I think maybe he wasn't healing people in the sense like, oh, I touched you, and now you don't yes. have a fucking pimple. Right. I, <laughs> I yes. think it was more it, more possibly in the sense like the Iceman. Like, this is mm -hmm. how you control your body. and blah, that's, yeah. that's so much more believable to me instead of like, ah, look at all these fish I just made out of this rock. I think two things happened that, that con uh, <laughs> contributed to th that kind of interpretation of it. I don't think Jesus was really curing blind people either. I think you have to like throw quotations around a lot around a lot of what was said because it's it's passed on uh, through oral tradition. Then it was written down. Then it was translated and written down again. Yes, oral tradition. Let's all have a good giggle about it. I, uh, um, I think he. So it got mistranslated. I think. And so he's saying people are saying like like this dude was blind, 
he, he could, couldn't see any way out of his situation, and then Jesus came and said some shit, and now all of a sudden he's he was successful. Like, Open your eyes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you think? Do you think it was a? Guy just had his eyes closed. Jesus all the time. wasn't trying to heal anyone or anything like that. He was just trying to write like the the first volume of Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul. <laughs> you know? Jesus was just the trying Bible to write out. the first fucking the first fucking pop hit, man. Every day he just come back <laughs> looking for ideas. He would just uh, try his lyrics out on people. <laughs> yeah, he always had those sweet licks going, you know? And the music set them free. Yeah. Amen. I even think uh, that Jesus, he, you know how they say he died and then after three days he rose again? I don't think that he actually died. I think that he was able to control his body and, and go into like a deep meditation where he didn't need as much oxygen. That's my theory, is that he didn't need as much, as much oxygen because I've heard stories of yogis who've been buried alive and shit like that because they can uh, oxygenate their body to the point where they're, they don't have to breathe. You know, their, their body's just kind of keeping them alive and keeping them in, in stasis. So I think Jesus, like, well, he probably did die, actually. There's a new movie but... coming out about Jesus, which is probably the only one that I'll ever watch. Because it looks decent. I don't remember the name of it, but it uh, it happened in the last hour of work some time ago where my colleague and I just watched uh, YouTube trailers. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing else for us to do. But uh, we came across this trailer, and he's like, ah, oh, it's going to be a God movie one. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Because it looked like a Spartan one, but it's a lot of... Um, scene jumping but one of them is uh was it Pontius Pilate who who told who who crucified him or like made the law for him or yeah, something like that he's involved. yeah well he was talking to someone and telling them you have to move the body and uh somebody he had his goonies move the body out of the tomb or some yeah. shit like that. As a kid, I always thought that. I was like, why? Like, no one has ever thought, like, somebody just snuck in there and moved the fucking rock yeah. and then moved the fucking body. Like, what are you talking about? That's pretty easy to pull off. Yeah, but uh, the movie looks good. But that that part of the movie, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Makes perfect sense. They could really plan something. Yeah. I was uh, maybe going a little too far with the yogi theory, but I no, think I don't, I don't know. I Jesus... don't think it's. I, I would I, I would say that uh, for me, I really feel like um, uh, reality is so flexible that I'm not opposed to uh, somebody being able to just completely fucking break the rules. Just because I can't do it doesn't mean it's not possible. Does that make yes, any sense? They probably just bred out magic. Like he was a magic dude, and he was like doing card tricks and healing the blind. <laughs> And uh, and they're like, oh, we can't have this shit anymore. Anyone who knows a card trick, kill them on sight. <laughs> so, Crucify them. Yeah. He took his thumb off. He did that thing. He's like, they're like, get him. He's got my a nose. Quarter behind your ear. <laughs> well, this has been conversations for our grandkids. Um, thanks for coming along. Hey, grandkids, you don't have to believe that Jesus is your savior or that if you believe in him, you'll go to heaven. But he does say some dope shit. So read the Bible and take it with a grain or two grains of yeah, salt. Yeah, looking forward to next episode. We'll talk about how to conquer your fears on acid. Yeah. All right. I like yeah. that. But that's a useful And then one. we never do the podcast <laughs> again. And they're like tripping, listening to all of these. and like, what, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> Well, this has been Conversations for Our Grandkids. Uh, I don't think we even introduced ourselves or said our names this time, but, you know, we'll just edit that in post-pro. Seamus. Adam. Adam?
Robots, Jackson. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Uh, please review us on iTunes if you could. Uh, tell a friend if you like the show. And we'll hopefully all just, you know, be able to sit at a, sit at a nice banquet someday like those homeless people and just live life. And I would like to say that I uh, meant no harm to Kevin Hart. I was just, <laughs> you know... You know, people got to question shit. No, we all love yeah. Kevin Hart. I see what you're, you know, it's all, it's water under the yeah. bridge. I talk to his people, uh, it's fine. I also <laughs> want to say, uh, comment on the Candy Munchers website, candymunchers.com, and go into the uh, specific episode, uh, whether it's this one or maybe a future one, and leave a comment. I want to shout out Danielle for for commenting. She's been commenting on, like, the last two or three, yeah, so I, I really want to thank second, you for that. I, I, I meant, I, I, uh, I imagined it as people commenting before the episode even came out. I was like, how the fuck is that going to happen? Like, that's a little scary. We have a rabid fan base. <laughs> All right, well, this has been Conversations for Our Grandkids, you. and um, I feel better. Yeah, me too. Yep, I'm still alive. Oh, my God.